Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, podcaster, and studying for a master's in nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, healthy living to allow you to live your best life. Remember, you can listen to full-length episodes of the Doctor's Kitchen podcast wherever you listen to pods. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and vegetables per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Curries, stews, tray bakes, you name it, it's in the cookbook. And is there, and, and this just comes back from, you know, me thinking out loud here, is there an impact of the soil microbiome and the plants that it produces and an impact on our microbiome? Because I think um, a lot more people are getting uh, a little bit more educated on how we live in a symbiotic relationship with a number of different microbes, largely bacteria, but nematodes, fungi, viruses even. Uh, in the same way, our soil uh, is, you know, this huge network of, of microbes. Is there is there a relationship there as well that, that you're aware of? Well, I mean, I think that is like, I think there's a lot of very exciting cutting edge research in that area right now. And I don't think there's a definitive answer is the truth, but I do think there are some, it's like f incredible parallels between the two. Just the idea, you know, of the root system and this, you know, what we call the area around the roots is the rhizosphere um, and all of the interactions that are happening at that point and that that's how nutrition is transferred. And then paralleling that with, you know, your gut lining um, and that huge surface area of the gut and that all the microbes that are living in our gut um, and how that's allowing the human to be nurtured. And I think the other thing that's really interesting is the parallel between the requirement for diversity. Mm. So not only do you need a diversity in crops, but you also, in order to be able to get all the different nutrients that the plant wants, it's really important to have a huge diversity of microbial life. Um, as soon as that starts depleting, you know, that's linked to increased disease pressure um, because you know you'll end up with an overpopulation of a certain nematode um, and then it actually starts being very negative and it'll like eat your potatoes rather than mm. <laughs> help uh, kill other things in the soil um, and similarly um, my understanding of the microbiome of the gut which I have to you know I am not um, fully informed on by any means but I'm interested in um, is that 
diversity is really, really important, and that that is a large part of you know changing your eating habits to foster diversity,、um, and in particular fiber、uh, as a way of doing that. I think that's really interesting, and yeah, and I think the next question, and I haven't read anyone who's absolutely said anything either way, <laughs> but is are the the microbial makeup of the soil. How much is that reflected in the gut,、um, and how how much are they connected? And I think that's a massive question that I'm really excited as we uncover more over the next few years. Definitely, I mean, you, you're definitely right about diversity for sure. So I always like to, you know, bring the analogy of like bored children. You need to give them diverse things to do, and that's the same thing with your microbiota. You need to give them interesting bits of food and substrate to use a chemical、uh, language.、Um, But there is advice.、Uh, I, I forget the European organisation now that you want to try and get thirty、um, different varieties of food、uh, in a in a week,、um, if possible, to to try and nurture that diversity and actually nurture the health of your microbial population.、Um, and, and I wanted to touch on crop rotation there because that's super important from what I've read about regenerative farming.、Um, it sounds really time intensive because you can't just grow wheat. Year in year out, you have to grow wheat. What sometimes once every four years, and then in the middle of that, it's like things like clover and things like pulses and legumes that all sound very delicious to me. But from from the perspective of a farmer who's trying to optimize their produce, I can imagine it's it's quite a headache to deal with all that, all those different you know、um, parameters. Can can you tell us a bit more about that? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other complexities of farming, so. Um, and I mean, organic farmers have been doing this for a long, long time.、Um, but now most farmers are doing rotations today because they have to, and it is core to a lot of regenerative farming. As you say, it's one way of bringing diversity in.、Um, and so, basically, yeah, if you have any wheat grown in the UK, the require you know for wheat to grow, it requires a certain like nutrient profile, and it is quite nitrogen intensive. Um, and so you have to have a lot of nitrogen in the soil to make a really good crop of wheat.、Um, and if you do that one year, the next year you're not going <laughs> to have very much left.、Um, and then the year after that, they're just you won't even be able to harvest a crop basically. So that's why you have to, if you grow your crop of wheat, then you have to do a whole、um, nutrient building cycle. To allow those natural systems to get back to a place where they've, you know, re-upped the nitrogen levels in that soil, and that's why,、um, you know, if as a farmer, say wheat is your main crop and you have、um, X number of fields, you need to make sure that, or only if you have a four-year rotation, only 25% of your farm can ever be in wheat in one year,、um, and then. You know, you, the next part of your rotation may well be clover, probably for two, maybe three years.、Um, and、uh, more common today is not just clover, obviously, but a, a herbal—they、um, call it herbal lay—or it's just a, a mix of lots of different types of grasses and herbs、um, and different flowers. To it's all, yeah, it's all this idea of how can we work with the soil to bring back the nutrients we need in order to be able to grow that next crop of wheat.
I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.